Mm. Okay, so I have it in writing from them that what I create will not be used for anything that they do. So if I right. if I do a search and I find my stuff online, then I'm going to go to a lawyer and say, hey, what, what can I do about this? Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing well. I'm coming to you from the other side of the pond. Yes, yes. You've been there for a couple weeks yes. now. But you're not yes. trapped in a hotel. That's right. Free at last. Free at last. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, did, how was the test to get out? Did they did they like make it extra hard on you? Uh, no, you basically stick this thing up your nose and then put it in a little vial and then drip it on this, this little pregnancy test thing. And that's it. What's to stop you from like, just not swabbing your nose? Um, you mean putting an empty swab in the thing? Yeah. Well, you've got to send them a picture of the test. Like it with it shoved up your nose? Well, no, but the test won't activate if if you haven't stuck it up your nose. There's okay. nothing for it to react with. What about like if you just wet it with water? Again, you're you're not gonna. What's the activating agent? You're not gonna get a good reading. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's this clear stuff. Okay, okay. And then, and then you put the swab in, and you kind of. Wish it around. No, they don't tell you what that shit is. Okay. It's probably liquid cancer. <laughs> I just didn't know if, if like, <laughs> you know, you could be dishonest. Not that you're a dishonest person, but if you didn't want to do it, if you were like, fuck you, I'm vaccinated, then, right. you know, you could just not do it or figure out a way to, to make it so that the test is negative and then send yeah. it. I don't know. But I'm glad you're uh, nope, I did it. I did it legally. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, fine. I know you've been busy, so I, yeah. I I don't know how much you've seen or done or whatever over the past week. Oh, there's nothing to be seen and nothing, nowhere to go. Well, I mean, like on TV and stuff. You know, we are a pop culture podcast. Oh, yeah. The, well, yeah. Um, you know, TV's been okay. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of s- a s- selection on board, so I've started to go through my my hard drives that I brought with me. Did you finish the MCU stuff? I did not watch the Spider-Man movies. <sighs> okay. I know. Sorry. Sorry. But you finished Endgame. So you're you're done with the main time. I finished Endgame. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, at some point I'll watch the two Spider-Mans and be ready for the next Spider-Man. Okay. And the Loki series. <laughs> yeah, that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, one weird thing is that apparently Disney Plus in UK does not have Mighty Ducks. Really? But it does have something called Star. Okay. Not Stars, Star. Okay. And, you know, it's got old crappy movies. <laughs> oh, okay. That must be some kind of weird compromise that Disney had to make overseas. Yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe they don't like Emilio Estevez over here. <laughs> I mean, we don't really like them here. Either, I don't. So. I don't blame them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't blame them at all. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing fine. 
I watched uh, I watched the new Zack Snyder zombie film on Netflix called Army. Uh, is of that the, the one Dead. with David Bautista? Yep. Yes. Yep. I. Yes. It's okay. the one with the actress, the actor, actress that they digitally, digitally swapped mo- in. Yep. Placed in the movie to take out Chris D'Elia because he's a grabby bastard. And you would never know that there was somebody else there. Really? So I have two criticisms about the movie. It was a fun zombie, you know, zombie movies aren't deep cinema. So like people who are like, right. oh, this movie wasn't very good. It's like, it's a fucking zombie movie. Everybody just needs to calm down. Um, right. But it was super long. It was like two and a half hours long. And they decided, well, I shouldn't say they, Zack Snyder decided to shoot it on a 50 millimeter lens um, with with the thing wide open. And it's, you're a photographer, so you'll understand this, but it's it was an F 0.96 lens. So it oh. means tons of lights coming in, really shallow depth of field. And there are literally scenes in this movie where the person talking is not in focus. It's that like extreme of a uh, like a um, depth of field and it became mm-hmm. really distracting at times because you would have two people talking to each other on the same focal plane and one would be in focus and one wouldn't and like it would drift back and forth between them and oh. Zack Snyder is using like these these um lenses that were made back in the sixties that he's had re rehoused in the like cinema housings. So like the bokeh on it is really extreme and they're real shallow. And he was operating the camera the whole time. And, and he fell in love with this idea of like, what if the world's not ever really in focus for something like this? Mm hmm. And it gets a little distracting at times, but um, the digital work that they did to get Tignataro into the film and get rid of the other douche, um, there are moments when her character is in the middle of a group of people and uh-huh. looks like she was always there. So I will give them a really? lot of credit for that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Th- there's a couple of scenes that when she's first introduced... Um, Batista's standing on the other side of a fence and he's talking to her and you can tell that his side of the dialogue was meant to be talking to a guy because at one point he calls her, he says, bro. And he's, he's like, well, listen, man, we're just going to do this. And like, so you're like, okay, they didn't go back and reshoot any of that. They just tried to make it work with what they had. Mm. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a fun watch if you like zombie stuff i know you're not a huge fan of of the zombie genre so but you know it is what it is it's it's a good follow-up to justice league okay i mean for the for the high that that he was on for you know people loving his version of the justice league this is this is right up there right so good for him okay well, that's nice. Yeah. Do you think it'll become a franchise like everything else David Batista is in? Well, so there is already a prequel that that was shot. And oh, okay. there's a comic book run that's going to be coming out. Okay. And the movie is very open-ended, so I would think that there will be more of this not necessarily with Dave Batista, but I think a lot of it I think the the universe will go on as far as like a Zack Snyder zombie universe. Okay. It's actually it the, the one the one part of it that I really do like is the fact that when the zombie outbreak happens it is contained within Las Vegas. And it's not right. like everybody is is running from zombies like they've walled off the city. And the city's full of zombies and you can't get in there. Um, 
but it's not like the world has ended and it's a bunch of people that are trying to make their way in the new world. There's a very specific okay. reason for them to go back and, and like, I appreciate that part of it because way too often it's all like post-apocalyptic crap. And this was more like, Hey, life went yeah. on. So, you know, it is what it is. I also went and rewatched um, all of the Pirates movies this week. The Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Yeah. Well, the first three. I don't okay. really count the other two as Pirates movies, but... I still haven't seen the fourth one. <laughs> it's there. The, the, the other two aren't good. And Disney Plus doesn't even have on Stranger Tides on Disney... Like... That's not even around Disney Plus at all. Um, they have really? they have that's, the first three odd. and they have the last one, and I don't know why, other than there must have been some kind of promised rights thing of like this movie will play on here for a while. Um, but I was amazed at how well they hold up. The okay, just not and even like from even like a story point, um. And what really got me to rewatch them was I watched a video on YouTube that was called like um, the fact that all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies were just one big writing prompt that the writers really didn't know what to do with the sequels because uh. the first one was supposed to be a standalone movie. Oh, yeah. And that, that's a trap they get into a lot. Right. And so they wrote it as a standalone movie. They They put all this stuff in there. And then the the movie is gigantic and it makes a lot of money and they're like, well, fuck, now we need to make a sequel. So what do we do? And like the, the video went into things like how if you actually read Davy Jones, like who Davy Jones is supposed to be and what Davy Jones's locker is in sea lore, mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with like a squid faced cursed pirate. Um, and he never captained the Flying Dutchman. And Calypso is actually a white goddess from like Norway or something and has nothing to do with any of the stuff that's in the movie. But mm. I wanted to rewatch it because what what they were talking about in the in the video was that like Davy Jones shouldn't work as a character um, because okay. all it was was a bunch of people sitting around saying they they were doing like um improv lessons of yes and so anytime somebody brought up Davy Jones somebody would say yes and they're cursed and he's the pirate he's on the flying dutchman and he looks like a squid and so they were just doing that and making it kind of work and it's the strength of whatever they wrote for him and the and Bill Nighy who actually played him in the movies that made that character work. And so I got into this thing of like rewatching them and looking at them and being like visual, visual effects from a visual, a visual effects standpoint, it still works. And from a story standpoint, it still works. Like there's nothing really in there. Like they, they have strong female um, characters like from the very beginning, like um, a lot of people don't remember that Zoe Zaldana is in it is in the first one as a pirate. She is. She is the female on the, when they go to Tortuga and Jack is looking for a crew. She's the one female right. that's on the crew. Oh, okay. So she's got, she's, she's a strong character. Elizabeth Swan is a strong character. And by the end, she's like the king of the pirates and she's commanding ships and like, there she's not really a damsel in distress for the most part. And like right. in the first movie, she kind of is, but not really. And then by the time you get to the end, she's like right up there with the rest of them. So that all seemed to work for me. So I really actually enjoyed rewatching pirates. They're super long. Like, yes. I think that last movie is over two and a half hours and it fucking feels every bit of it. Mm -hmm. But you know, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the first three. They're they're 
up there, I think, with, you know, if I see it on TV, I'll stop and watch it. They were well made for what they were. Uh, yeah. You know, a movie based on a theme park attraction. Yeah, on a 16-minute theme park attraction, they squeezed out five movies. Right. And that's if right. you really want to count the last two as, you know, parts of the, the universe. They only really mm-hmm. share Captain Jack as a thing. Right. And it's probably the last we've seen of him. Yeah, with all the problems that he's been having, I'm not surprised. Yeah. You better hope Vampires of Hollywood keeps going. Because <laughs> there ain't nobody else going to hire him. I don't know. I think I think with, with the shit that's coming out about Amber Heard, I think that mm-hmm. that Hollywood may forgive him and see that he is still like a bankable person. I don't think you'll hmm. see him at Disney anymore, but I do think that maybe somebody will put him in movies somewhere. The sequel, Ringo Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Robert Rodriguez would put him in another yeah. film. Yeah. Maybe he'll start doing those grind show flicks. I mean, if if Mel Gibson is still making films, Johnny Depp's going to... Right. He, he is? He, he's, oh, yeah. There's a movie oh. on Hulu um, that's called Boss Level. And it's Frank okay. Grillo who was in um, the Captain America movies as Crossbones. He's... Um, okay. He was in all of Civil War. No, not Civil War. Winter Soldier. Um, he's in the beginning of Civil War and he's in Endgame when they go into the past. Okay. Um, but it's basically an action movie version of Groundhog's Day. And this, oh, dude, really? this okay. dude is caught in the day and he's he's being tracked by assassins. And he's trying to figure out why. And, you know, at the start of the movie, he's been doing it for a long time. But the guy that's that he's trying to get to is Mel Gibson. Mm. And so um, if they're if if they're still putting him in films, they're going to do Johnny Depp will work again. Now, didn't Mel Gibson do a was he in a Christmas movie? Was that the one where. uh... Walter Goggins was trying to kill him. It's like a fat man. Oh yes, I think so. Was that was that Mel Gibson? I don't know. Hang on, I'll look it up. Yes. Uh, let's see. Twenty twenty. Yes, a rowdy, unorthodox Santa Claus is fighting to save his declining business. Meanwhile, Billy, a neglected and precocious 12-year-old, hires a hitman to kill Santa after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. Ah, wholesome family entertainment. Yep. We need more of that. Mel Gibson, Walton Goggins, and those are the only two people you'd know. Yeah. So... Well, good for him. He's still working. That's nice. Yeah. So Hollywood does forgive some really mm-hmm. awful things at times. So, and if it turns out that, you know, Johnny Depp didn't hit Amber Heard and it is all her trying to wreck his Lies. reputation, then he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Hollywood seems to forget rather quickly. Yeah, when it means they can make money. <laughs> well, there'll be some kind of Johnny Depp revival thing. You think so? He'll show up in some small movie somewhere and people will be like, oh my God, did you see his performance? Yeah. And you know, what? so I watched another film this week that didn't hold up as well as the Pirates movies. Okay. Um, I rewatched the Birdcage. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so, 
Birdcage, I, I was I first saw it when I was working in the movie theater um, in high school. Um, loved Robin Williams as a kid. Um, you know, it's it's him and Nathan Lane and Gene Hackman and Diane Weist right. and mm-hmm. a really young Callista Flockhart. And so yes. it's I have these nostalgic memories of um, we are family and the end scene with um, Gene Hackman in drag. Right. And that's, that's the end of the film. So you'd be standing in the theater at the end, you'd watch this scene and open the doors at the end as an usher. And so um, I'd seen it a couple of times, but something about this time. And I, I feel like, it hasn't aged well when it comes to the son who is okay. The, the whole reason for this movie that happens is that their straight son comes home um, and tells his gay father and the man that basically was his mother that he's getting married mm-hmm. and that they have right. to change who they are because her father is a conservative senator and there was something about that that i know that 1992 was a different time in america but Mm -hmm. it does not age well like okay nobody should have to ask anybody to change who they are for somebody else and it's really it's really weird in that context of watching that movie where they're trying to butch up Nathan Lane in order to pass right. for a man. And it's like, right. what, that is just completely wrong. Even though the two guys doing it are comedic geniuses. The idea that that was okay back then just floors me. And the, the dude that like, like the dude that the guy that's playing the role of the son, like there is no, like redemption arc for this dude. It's not like he's ever in a point in his life where he is like, what I did was wrong. You guys should just be who you are. Like who cares what everybody else thinks? No. The only reason that anybody comes around at the end is because the paparazzi have tracked the Senator to this apartment above a nightclub. And mm-hmm. they take pictures of the dude and then they're like, well, shit, how do we get out of here? And then everything's hunky dory. And it's like, that's a really weird ending to a film. Well, I mean, it's based on an old French movie. Right. And I've never that had, that seen spawned a sequel. One? Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, is, is the bird cage... <sighs> Is it like La Caja Falls or is it have they like made it so that it's it's more contemporary to the time? Oh, it's much more contemporary, but it's the same general plot. Okay. That, you know, the 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 fiance of the son is is a right wing Republican type political figure and they're trying to pull one over on him when they have the family meet for dinner. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it. I mean, it's not true to the, to the movie, but. Okay. The other, the, the one thing that I did laugh at though, is that back in 1992, the, the thing, so, um, Gene Hackman is in a political scandal because he's trying to be, he's trying to form a, like the coalition of moral, whatever. And his right. the, the guy that the guy that he's working with is found dead in the bed of a hooker. And yes. the thing when he's on the phone, the thing was um, he's dead in the bed of a hooker. She was underaged. She was black. And it was like, what did the what is she being black have to do with anything? Like, why? Why well, is that there, the thing? Is, weren't his last words your money's on the dresser chocolate yep yep that's that's one of the, okay. the, the okay. that's one of the passing things and it was like holy shit yes <laughs> yeah but pretty yeah, amazing i mean as and like i said the 
the the rest of the movie the um some of the funniest scenes even though it's wrong is like um is um robin williams trying to teach nathan lane how to be more manly mm-hmm. and to the point where where um he's teaching him how to how to shake his hand and he's like no you have to be you know you have to grasp it firmly and he does that thing. Where John Wayne. Yeah. Well, and he's like, he's like, what do you think of the dolphins? How do you think I feel? Bewildered, blah, blah, blah. And he, and he goes, what too much? And, and Robin Williams is like, I'm not sure. And like, there's yeah. brilliant moments in there. And then the John Wayne thing of like, he teaches him to walk like John Wayne. And he's like, that was perfect. I just never realized that John Wayne walked that way. Right. Like there are f- genuinely funny parts that are coming from two brilliant comedic actors but Mm -hmm. the the message i think is kind of lost in today's world Hmm. maybe it's time for a remake possibly but then like the movie's like 30 minutes of the kid coming home being like like hey i need you to change judgy and and he's like fuck you no i'm not going to change this is who i am they don't like it they don't come to Mm -hmm. dinner end of movie Well, interesting. So, um, I've been watching some old stuff. I decided to uh, start watching, rewatching Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh, okay. Um, only got through the first episode because it's like two hours, and um, the the uh, bonus material is like four hours. Oh, okay. Um, I, I guess I remembered it wrongly because I thought little Indy or little Henry was much younger. Okay. But he's like, he's nine, but he's, he looks older. I think, (laughs) I don't know why I thought that he was, he was much younger. Okay. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. So in the first episode, uh, Henry senior is, a you know, as a historian, he's going on a world tour to give lectures. Um, they, you know, they pack up the wife and the kid and then he goes and meets Henry seniors. Um, uh, I don't know what she was tutor tutor. Okay. And he, he invites her along so that she can keep teaching young Henry while they're on their way. Um, they end up in Egypt. He gets to go to King Tut's tomb on the day they opened it. Um, and then he goes to India and he meets a, uh, a young slave who is um, under the, the, uh, in the household of um, this British woman who married a, an Indian man. And she's kind of, I don't, I'm not sure if she's a political figure or, or what it is, but it was kind of interesting. Uh, they run into T.E. Lawrence or Lawrence of Arabia. Um, it, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's like the historical um, figures that they just randomly come across, I find really interesting. And the um, the bonus material is just really it goes through every uh, every subject that's covered. So there's like a couple of hours on on the uh, the mummies and the Egyptian tombs, and then there's another hour on Howard Carter and and King Tut's tomb. Um, there's a documentary I'm halfway through on slavery. So it's really interesting. Hmm. Um, also very interesting that, um, all of the trouble in the mid East is basically the UK's fault. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) because so T.E. Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia was sent over by, um, the British government to kind of work with the, um, the insurgents who were trying to overthrow the current um, 
current regime and they were promised that they would get a free you know they would get free palestine and they would get their own homeland back and all these things and then come to find out that they actually were lying to the people who they had asked to like you know risk their lives for this quest um and they they had a secret agreement um where France got um, Palestine and Lebanon, and the UK got another chunk of it, and um, left a very bad taste in uh, Lawrence of Arabia's mouth over this, okay. in that he decided that he, he considered himself Indian from that point on, and he was working to overthrow the British who were in town. And um, one of his um, military um, um, maneuvers was rather than um, like waging full-on war, he would actually um, pick specific targets and have like blowing up trains he did a lot. Okay. So that the military would then have to like spend all their time like guarding the railways. Hmm. So I'm now I'm kind of interested in seeing the the Peter O'Toole Lawrence of Arabia movie because it was really interesting. I was just looking at the cast list for that, and there's a lot of people that show up in this from time to yeah. time. Anne Hache. Yep. Uh, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Uh, Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee, Ian and, McDermott, Max von Sydow, and I remember um, there's a there's a line there's a throw a throwaway line in the fourth Indiana Jones film if you want to consider that part of the uh, world huh? where he talks about riding with Pancho Villa, and that's mm-hmm. that's taken straight from Young Indiana Jones. Yep, and I have to laugh because in the cast list. Um, Harrison Ford did show up for one episode as the old Indiana Jones, not the old, old one, but like the older one. Right. And it's, yeah, it's, wasn't that the, the case of the blues or something like that? Something like that. And he's credited as Indiana Jones aged 50. And it's like, right. he was probably way above that when he shot it. <laughs> Mystery of the blues. And it's it's interesting because when you say Indiana Jones, you really only ever think about him. But Sean Patrick Flannery, oh, sure. uh, George Hall yep. played old Indy, young there, mm-hmm. Corey Carrier played young Indy. So like, yep, there have been multiple Indiana Joneses that you just don't ever think about. Right, right. Well, uh, River Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah River Phoenix. River Phoenix plays young Indy. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they were really well done for their time. I mean, they're in, you know, they're in square frames on the video because they didn't have widescreen back in 92 or whenever it was made. Right. Well, and it was George Lucas. He was, he wanted a medium to where he could test a lot of the ideas he had for the prequels. And mm-hmm. so they came up with the young Indiana Jones um, TV show so that he could start building some of that technology and be ahead right. of the game when he came to star Wars. So like, there's a lot of digital map paintings. There's a lot of rotoscoping and things like that, that were never mm-hmm. that he would have been years behind if he didn't do the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Right. Right. It was just a way he could like really um, experiment. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was TV, so it wasn't, you know, movie budget. Right. And, but the effects from what I remember, the effects were really good for a TV budget. They are, they are. And I think that that comes down to the idea where he, he didn't care. He was just like, we need to make this work. I don't care what it costs. Right. Kind of like Mandalorian today. Yeah, kind of. And now everybody wants to use the technology, and now Lucasfilm is now the head of, you know, 
is now in the forefront of that. So, right. You know, it's it's all the same. Right, right. And we're getting ready ready for Indiana Jones five. Uh, I you know looking at the pictures of old Indiana Jones though on this on Internet Movie Database, they they need mm-hmm. to put the eye patch on him. Like, like it should show up. So where he's like, he's got the cane and the eye patch and he's like, Oh, let me tell you about my Mm. last adventure. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, so apparently this story is going to take place, uh, around the first mission to the moon where Mads Mikkelsen Uh is a, uh, former Nazi scientist who's recruited by NASA to help with space missions, which is true. I mean, Werner, Werner von Braun was a a Nazi who helped us get into space. Yep. It was project paperclip. That's it. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot, a, a lot of people don't know that the United States government imported a ton of Nazi scientists into mm-hmm. the u.s to work on their own projects right i mean that i guess that works because indy only is at his best when he's fighting nazis yeah and i think that timeline wise they were kind of exhausted with that yeah um that venue yeah, in live action in the movies, he he only really does work with somebody evil like the Nazi. So I can kind of see them trying to hook it back into that. So, mm-hmm. but if it winds up with Indiana Jones in space, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> in a flying refrigerator, something like that. He's got to sneak on, and he's like he's literally like hiding in the capsule as it takes off or something like that's going to just be. (sighs) Mm. Mm. But maybe they'll do some filming down in Florida. Well, they, well, maybe maybe they'll digitally add Larry Hagman and Barbara Eden into it. (laughs) (laughs) Indy finds a bottle on the beach. Yeah. There you go. And throws it aside instead of opening it. Larry Hagman comes over yeah. and picks it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you haven't seen Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, it's definitely worth checking out. And I think my confusion with, with Corey Carrier is that in the pictures, he looks much younger than he looks on screen. Oh, okay. Uh... Is it? I don't think they're they're online anywhere. So I think you have to buy them. Uh, yeah, I I'm not sure. I I ripped the DVDs I had before I left home. Although all of all the 22 episodes is only 28 bucks on DVD, so that's not it's not a huge yeah. ask. No, it's worth it. I would say it's worth it. I mean, if you like the Indiana Jones movies, then this is like the perfect spot to um, find out some backstory. Yeah, and and it's on, it's straight on the character and you know the relationship with his father and all that kind of stuff. And it's straight from George Lucas. It's not like it's right somebody taking the idea and trying to run with it. It was him. Yeah, it's not fan fiction. Yeah. Apparently, George Lucas wrote an an extensive timeline detailing the life of Indiana Jones and assembling the elements for about 70 episodes of the show, starting in 1905 and leading all the way up to the theatrical movies. Wow. And they only did like 22 episodes. Hmm. Or 28, I guess. Very interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's my current project to get through. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I remember watching some of them on TV um, when I was a kid, and I don't know. It was ninety two, ninety three, so it was like my last year of high school. So I don't know if if I've watched 
a lot of them. Hmm. Well, maybe you should. Yeah, I really should. I mean, if you sat through the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, <laughs> you may as well do this, okay? I mean, just saying. Look, I sit through a bunch of shit, so I'm sure that this would be probably a welcomed break from the bullshit that I normally watch. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about David Bautista walking away from the character Drax because he's he's too old? Oh, is that something that's he's getting happening? too too he's. Yeah, he says he, he he's getting too old to take his shirt off. He'll be 54 soon. Dude's a wrestler. Come on. Right? Yeah. Then ask him to put a shirt on Logan. Drax. <laughs> like, that, that's not a hard sell, right? Like, hey, this time, can we, like, instead of me working out all the time, can we put him in a jacket? Well, isn't that what they did to Chris Pratt after... Guardians one. Well, basically, yeah. Because they start making all the jokes about him one sandwich away from being fat. Yeah, yeah. And um, I forget. I think it was um, Josh Brolin talked about um, getting hired by Marvel to be Thanos, and even though he was doing motion mm-hmm. capture, he felt the need to work out to just kind of be to be in shape for whatever he was going to do, and walking on set and realizing that a lot of the people that he was dealing with were in muscle suits because, mm-hmm. you know, as an actor, unless you're taking your shirt off, there's really no need to work out as hard as they do. And exactly. And I think it was Chris Evans who was like, at some point he he stopped agreeing to having his shirt off and was like, I'm in shape. If you want the muscle outline, you're going to put me in a muscle suit but I'm not working out to the extent that I was for, you know, for not being seen. Right. So like a lot of those guys who were never like, who weren't like workout freaks, like Hemsworth was, right. Still is. They would just do like, you know, whatever they, they put them in muscle suits and then just sit there, which I can understand. I mean, nobody wants to eat like, who was it? The um, Hugh Jackman always talked about like having to play Wolverine for years on end where all he ate was like boiled chicken. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, that's no way to live. Yeah. But how many millions did he make? Yeah. But if you're not enjoying because of that, if you're not enjoying the experience, then it's going to come through on screen. I suppose. Well, I mean, you know, he made all of his money doing those movies and now he's doing musicals. So, you know. Yeah. Living the dream. Oh, everybody okay? I don't know. There's people screaming. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's an iceberg. Can't tell. <laughs> those are just the way Clissa Dover. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Uh, we also did, was it this week, uh, where we lost another another celebrity? Who did we lose? Charles Grodin. Oh, that's right. I did see that. Yes. Yeah. If you were ever at Disney's Epcot back in the 80s and 90s, he was right brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I... I only know him from Great Muppet Caper. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is definitely one that sticks out. That and like Midnight Run. Yep. Th- those are like the two that are mentioned yeah. in his credits. Um, d- did you watch Beethoven when it came out in 92? <laughs> With the big dog? Uh, no. See, okay, so there's a yeah, period no. of time in my life where I was a projectionist at a movie theater. And I had to screen every film that came out because you had to make sure that they were put together properly. Right. So there is a chunk of time. There's six years of my life where in those six years, I saw everything that came out that came to the movie theater. And so Beethoven and a couple of other, those weird 
movies I've seen. So did you, did you ever see So I Married an Ex-Murderer? Because he's in that too. Uh, With Michael. With Mike Myers? What's his name? Mike Myers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No? No. Okay. That's a funny movie. Not I on my list. I probably like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe. We'll see. What about Heaven Can Wait? Never saw Heaven Can Wait. Really? Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. What was that about? That was... um. Oh, God. What's his name? And we played a character called Lenny. Oh, uh, with... Uh, Warren Beatty. Uh, Warren Beatty. Yeah. The, he's a... He, he's... Uh, ex, what, what's the thing here? A Los Angeles a Rams quarterback accidentally who, taken away from his body by yep. an overanxious angel before he was meant to die returns to life in yep. the body of a recently murdered millionaire. Yes. So... Ah, the 70s. Mm. No, I mean, I I think I've seen it in passing, but I, okay. I'm pretty sure I've never sat through it. <laughs> there was a bunch of those, like, uh, like uh, person dies too soon and brought back movies like this. And oh, yeah. I mean, there's a Robert Downey one. There was the Steve Martin, Lily Tomlin one, yeah, All of yep. Me. Yep. There's there's a whole bunch of those. There, there, every couple of years, Hollywood gets this bright idea of like, let's do this as a movie. Right. So I have a great idea. Nobody's ever done this <laughs> for 20 years. Yeah. So, you know, we're probably due. Somebody accidentally, like somebody's sick with COVID and they're about to die. And so the angel comes and gets them too early, but they actually live. Mm. Like we're ripe for that, right? You think? Sure. He was 86 when he died. That's a decent run. Who, Warren Beatty? No. Are you making a prediction? No, Charles Grodin. You have some inside info? Yes, I do. Charles Grodin worked up to 2017. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. So, okay, is this... Oh, no, it's not. Okay. So after after he did... Um, um, Beethoven, he then did a movie called Clifford in 1994 with Martin Short. Which was about another dog, wasn't it? No, no. Oh no, Martin Short, the little he played. Yeah, he, a he plays man a ten-year-old, act like a boy. Yeah, yeah. So, poor Charles Grodin. I I feel like he might have gotten pigeonholed into a the certain type. Yeah. Although Clifford had Martin Short, Charles Grodin, Mary Steenburgen, Dabney Coleman, Richard Kind. That, that's that's a lot of interesting heavy hitters things. yeah mm-hmm. is Dabney Coleman still alive I don't know let's see yes he is Wait, is he yeah he's gotta be pushing 80 he was born in 1932 so do that math 32 to 2002 is 70 and add 20 to that 90? Oh, he's like way in his 80s. 90s, yeah. Let's do the official math. 2021. 89 years old. Yep, 89. So he's just about pushing 90. Yep. Wow. Well, good for him. Mazel tov. Always being known as as uh, the sexual harassing boss in nine to five, Franklin Hart. That's it, Mister Hart. Yep. Yep. We I, that that movie was on repeat in my house when I was growing up. So. Yep. Uh, apparently, he's in something called Someday Sometime, which is in pre-production. Oh. 
Look, if the dude's... He was in... Oh, he was in Yellowstone. What's That's recent. Uh, is I think that's the Kevin Costner oh, series. Okay. Takes place in Yellowstone. He's like a park ranger. Oh, okay. Oh, um, well, I mean, he's he's still been working. He was the mayor in Pound Puppies. <laughs> As you are, you know. He was he was Principal Prickly in Recess, School's Out. Which is probably a VO, right? Yes. Yeah. But he, he also did the character on the TV show in 14 episodes. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, good for him. I mean, you're still working. You're still working. Yeah, at 90. God. Do you think he's working because he has to, or do you think that he's working because he enjoys it? I think he doesn't know how to do anything else. So, here, let's let's see what the internet thinks he's he's worth, net worth. So it says he's seven dollars, five million dollars. Oh, I could live on that. Yeah, I mean, especially I, if I was ninety. At some point, you just got to, like, chill out, right? And, like, enjoy what's left? Well, I don't know. I mean, Clarissa Leachman is still working, and she's, like, what, 106? <laughs> she, she's 94. Oh, okay. And Ed Asner, he's 91. And the grandmammy of them all, Betty Weiss. Yeah, but have, she is ninety nine. Have you seen Ed Asner act recently? Well, yeah, he played a. a he was on Mom the first or second season. I was like one of the residents of the apartment complex that Allison Janney's character was taking care of. Okay. And he, yeah, it was. Um, yeah. He's. I think one of my favorite Ed Asner roles was a X Files Christmas episode. Okay. And oh, it was Ed Asner and Lily Tomlin were ghosts in this mansion who relive their fight <laughs> uh, every every Christmas Eve. Okay. And somehow Scully and um, Mulder were involved. Okay. It was called How the, How the Ghost Stole Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so Ed Asner uh, is, is uh, he, he has a very small role in Cobra Kai on Netflix. Oh, okay. And like when you watch him act, you're like, oh, his he he needs to stop. Like he's reached an age where maybe it's he's past his his prime because right yeah <laughs> interesting huh well good for him uh yeah the storyline of the ghosts who stole christmas on christmas eve Mulder and scully stake out a house that is supposedly haunted by the ghosts of two lovers who killed each other in a lover's pact 81 years before I just remember it was a fun episode. Yeah. It was a fun episode. Now what now what I wish they had done on Cobra Kai, and you can't because he's dead, but since Pat Morita was gone, they should have brought back Al Molinaro. <laughs> <laughs> can't you see him saying Daniel son? Yeah. There you go. I think that would have been brilliant. And he did all those encore commercials in the grocery store. And people come up and say, I just can't eat all of this. He said, I'll be there at seven. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with the realtor, Al Molinero, who lives in Las Vegas. Oh, of course. So don't confuse them. But he died at 96. 
He was he was the Richard kind of his day. Yes, he was. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely one of those character actors where you saw him, but and you knew that you'd knew, known him from like a bunch of things, but you couldn't really place him. Oh, he was on Happy Days. Right. Yeah, he's he's like so familiar, but you're not quite sure where. Yeah. I mean, he was on The Odd Couple. He was the the cop. Didn't he? Wait, I'm gonna have to look this up now. Didn't he reprise his role as Al? Unhappy or or um, what was that? Um. What was that band that did that song? Uh, Weezer. Uh, okay. Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. Yes, he he was in that video. That was actually the last thing he did as an actor, according to his IMDb. Really? Yep. Okay. Where like they're singing the song about Buddy Holly, but it's supposed to be in in Arnold's, and they yes. recreated the set and they did all that stuff. Yeah, he was he was in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently he had turned down a lot of work that would have typecast him after Happy Days. And then he did commercials for frozen food. <laughs> oh, he did Joni Los Chachi before he left Happy Days. Okay. I mean, it wasn't... It was Wait, only... wasn't, wasn't he dating Chachi's mother? I don't know. Is that, is that what the Who line was? John Travolta's sister? I'm trying to remember. I mean, he was only alive for another 10 years after he left Happy Days. So I don't know how much he could have turned down. Another 10 years? He was working until 2015. When did Happy Days end? Wait. Wait a minute. Okay. (laughs) So he only... His acting credits end in 1994. Okay. So, and he died in 2015. Okay, so he only acted for another 10 years when he left Happy Days. Okay. I don't know what he did between 94 and 2015. But. Mm-hmm. He created Bitcoin. Most people don't know that. <laughs> oh, he's very, the asshole very we have to thank for that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He created Bitcoin. Genius from what I, re- what I remember hearing. <laughs> He was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in mid in the mid nineties. Oh well, then that would explain why. That would explain why. why yep. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Alzheimer's sucks. And Alzheimer's didn't kill him. He died of a heart attack. Oh. I bet he was eating a big greasy burger. Maybe. <laughs> So, okay, so reading this further, in June he had celebrated his 96th birthday but was in, in declining health. He developed gallstones, and due to his age and the recent heart attack, surgery was not recommended. He died on October 30th, 2015. Jeez. Well, that's too bad. And one of the trivia things on his IMDb is that he died on Happy Days co-star Henry Winkler's 70th birthday. That bastard, always taking the limelight. He was also responsible for Robin Williams' stardom, as he suggested Williams to play the alien character on the Happy Days episode. Which spun off into Mork and Mindy. Yep. So he was a mover and a shaker behind the scenes. Uh, You know, we owe him a lot. Yeah. How long has Robin Williams been gone? It's been a while, hasn't it? Robin Williams. Uh, 2014? 2014. He he died before Al Molinaro. Yes. I was just going to say that. Wow. (laughs) Sad, sad, sad. Yeah. Dead at 63. Yeah. That's young. That's as well. I mean, he killed himself, so. 
Well, yeah. You have that control when you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. What age would I like to die at? Well. Uh, this one. I feel I've See lived ya. long enough. Time to go. <laughs> he did something in 2014 called a Merry Friggin' Christmas. Who, Robin Williams? Yeah. I'm not aware of that. Yeah, it was a Joe McHale movie, apparently. Oh. Joe McHale, Lauren oh, yeah. Graham, Oliver Platt. You can get it for three ninety nine on eBay. <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor. Jesus. Wow. Wow, that looks like a terrible film. Five point one out of ten. Maybe that's why he killed himself. IMDb. No, he did other work after that. Did he? He did Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb, and then he did a movie called Absolutely Anything, where he voiced a dog named Dennis. Hmm. Okay. Oh, and that was that was like a live action movie with Simon Pegg and Kate Beckinsale. Mm, okay. And then I guess the dog, the dog's voice is Robin Williams. And I guess there's aliens and shit in that one too. What's it called? Uh, absolutely anything. Absolutely, absolutely anything. Yeah. Yep, and it's it's Robin Williams, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, and Eric Idle are all voices in it. Yeah, the Monty Python gang. Yeah, I mean that's it's got a really interesting cast: Eddie Izzard and Rob Riggle and Kate Beckinsale and Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. Six out of ten. Okay. Directed by Terry Jones. He died last year. Wow. What a shame. Well, you should always go out when you're on top. I guess. So I'm about 10 years late for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. May as well stick it out. Yeah. Might as well, right? Yeah. I miss Robin Williams. He misses you. He told me that in a dream. He's like, I miss Chris. He's my favorite projectionist. He can come visit. (laughs) Can you imagine being haunted by Robin Williams? Uh, I think that'd be fine. Yeah. Come on, haunt me. Oh, second second headline down on CNN. 14-year-old killed and 14 others wounded in shooting at unauthorized concert in North Charleston. Keep it classy, South Carolina. Oh, was that iced tea? <sighs> I saw, so th- there was a local news story on this, and it was, it looked like some kid was having a DJ party in his backyard or something. Oh. And shots rang out. It's like, oh, wonderful. Wow. Fabulous country we live in. We should be so proud. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, when the Republicans are comparing the mask mandates to the Holocaust, you know we're yes. in trouble. Well, uh, yeah. Good times. And. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about NFTs. Uh-huh. Apparently, do you remember the video, Charlie Bit My Finger? Yes. Sold for $760,000 and then will be deleted off of YouTube. 
Because nobody else has made copies of that. Well, but the original will be gone, and you're owning the original, which I guess is the whole oh. thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. i got to get into NFTs. <laughs> you should. You're, you're a good artist. Yeah. Sell some of your like digital f- photographs? Yeah. I mean, why not? Definitely. Something to look into. You can do it. Part of my second life. <laughs> All right. You got anything else for this week? No, that's it. All right. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Keep wearing your mask. <laughs> <laughs>